I'm going to be singing, um, I mean, not singing, <laughs> reading a scripture, and then kind of, I guess, explaining it. Um, so, here we go. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers all the multitudes of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gifts you are received to serve others. As faithful servants of, of God's grace is in various forms. Um, so this is um, Peter 1, verse, um, Peter 1, 5, verse 7. This scripture conveys that love is a fundamental to God's creation. We talked about this at one of our youth group meetings several months ago. It stood out to me. It stood out to me. It feels that, I feel that late, lately in our world we could use a bit more love. Let me explain what this passage means, that, that love is fundamental to God's creation. Rachel told us a few weeks ago, worms are the foundation of the garden. Worms help the garden by giving it nutrients. This makes the garden thrive. Our gifts that we are given are like worms, nutrients, and we are supposed to use them for serving others. When we serve others, we love, and that's how love makes God. And creation thrives. When we serve, we uplift others, help others, care for others, and make a person stay better. I see this when we serve burritos to the homeless. In that act, we are giving them one less thing to worry about. God's creation thrives a little more. If we don't have love, if we don't serve others, then, we, then our garden won't thrive, and nor will the worms in it. So this is why love is the foundation of the garden that God has created. Oh, Rachel, you are right. This is a lot of power up here. Uh, anyway, uh, before I say anything, I'd like to pray. God, thank you so much for this wonderful day that we get to celebrate youth, God, and their importance in our life. God, just... Uh, be with us as we go through this Sunday and future Sundays and help us to invest more time in our youth. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, I just wanted to say, um, Catherine's going to get up and give the, the, you call it a lesson, I guess. We're going to give you a kind of a preview of what we do with the youth because I know a lot of people have come up to me and asked, hey, um, you know, who are the youth? What do you guys do? What do you talk about? That sort of thing. And the video just kind of showed a little bit about what we do. We got to experience a retreat last year, uh, at the end of last year, and it was a great opportunity. We're gonna have more opportunities coming up in the future, and um, just watching that video and seeing um, the difference that you can make in somebody's life, um, whether that's <clears throat> somebody your own age or younger, just makes you, makes you feel different, and it makes you feel like, you know what, investing time in our youth, um, it's a big deal. So uh, I'm going to pray one more time. I'm going to ask for a specific blessing over the youth, and then I'm going to turn the mic <clears throat> over to Catherine because um, Rachel said I couldn't talk anymore. So um, with that said, she didn't say that. All right, let's pray for them. <clears throat> God, thank you so much for our youth and for everything they mean to us. God, just help us um, invest time in them, whether it's like Rachel has said in the past, just that face that says hello, and it's warm, and it's inviting, and it's loving, or if it's that person that takes um, somebody to lunch, or provides a meal, or God, just simple prayers, uh, money, God, anything that people can do to invest in youth. Uh, I just ask that specifically upon this church and the youth in it, God, that um, we're so grateful that we have them as a blessing. Just ask that you help us as stewards of your love to continue to show them what that is and what that looks like. In your most precious and awesome name we pray. Amen. Uh, without further ado, Catherine.
love having my dad in church. So we are going to do this like the 1980s way, and I'm just going to tell them when I need the slide flipped because I don't know how to do all that. So we are going to read our Bible verses for the day. See, you got it. So we are reading from 1 Timothy um, chapter 4, verses 7 through 15, if you would like to read along with me. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Till I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy, when the body of elders laid their hands on you diligent in these matters, give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. So, who has seen Encanto in here? Yes, we live Encanto at my house. So, the girl that's really strong and can hold all the donkeys and the bridges, and my five-year-old really loves that song. And my five-year-old cannot sing. She was not given that gift. So, we hear that song all the time. <laughs> but we really, we really love Encanto in our house. Um, we're a Disney family. We enjoy the movies. Um, a lot of times they have good morals in them. Um, we have three kids at home, so we use Disney quite a bit. The characters, the music... There's good humor for adults and for kids. And I've always loved Disney growing up. Um, I recognize it sounds somewhat ungrateful, but my dad would not take me to Disney World. He took me to Europe, but he would not take me to Disney World. Um, <laughs> yes, it's okay. See? There you go. <laughs> No, he won't take my great. He won't take my kids either. So that's fine. We'll, we'll go without him. So in this specific Disney movie, Encanto tells the tale of an extraordinary family. Um, their names are the Madrigals, and they live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in this beautiful town. It's very vibrant. They have a magical house, if you didn't notice that, and it's in a place that's called Encanto. So Encan the Spanish translation of Encanto is charm or enchantment. This family, they're an enchantment. They have, every child's been blessed with a special gift, like there's someone that's very strong, a little boy that can talk to animals, um, and one of them even has the power to heal, I think. But everyone was given a gift except for one, and that's Mirabelle. If you could show Mirabelle, there she is. Um, Mirabelle was not given a gift, but she recognized that her house was falling apart and that the Encanto was in danger, and she felt in all of her ordinary abilities that she was going to fix it. Um, and I don't want to give it all away, but she, she ends up feeling extraordinary by the end of the movie. Um, so we use a lot of Disney movies in our youth teachings. Um, 
specifically, we've used like Finding Dory, we've used Finding Nemo, um, The Lion King, yeah, The Lion King's always a good one. Um, what? Mulan, see, thank you, Isaiah. So we love them, the youth love them, um, and, and we've enjoyed them, so I just kind of wanted to give you all um, a snippet of that. When Rachel asked us to work with the youth last October, I'm not gonna lie, I felt a little bit out of my league. Um, I grew up in a youth group of 60 to 90 youth, and that felt easier than working with three youth. Um, and so Michael and I really just felt, you know, let's start basic. Let's see where they are. There's an age gap. Um, they come from different backgrounds. They have different walks with Christ. So let's start basic. Um, so we really looked at the foundations of what we believe a relationship with Christ to look like. Can you show me that? Um, we've discussed topics such as love and faith and prayer, worship, service, fellowship, and invitation. And in the very short time frame of getting to know these youth, we've become an Encanto. We've become a family very similar to these magicals. Each of them has been given their own special gift that makes them unique and a part of the body of Christ. Isaiah, he uses words and numbers in a way that I will never understand. <laughs> he is incredibly smart and gifted. He's always the first to say, oh, I'll do that. Like we went on our retreat and they had us filling that, trying to figure out all these puzzles. And Isaiah was like, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. You all can just come after me. Um, so, so he makes things easier for the rest of the youth that, are, that can then participate in the activity. Miss Sadie, she is absolutely fun. She laughs at everything all the time. Um, I think we had to redo her clip in that video like four times because she could not say a word without just laughing through the whole thing. We did. <laughs> um, Lenora. Lenora is unlike any sixth grader I've ever known. She does not act like a sixth grader. Um, she openly discusses who she is, um, and she does not hide. She talks about the music she likes, the activities she's involved in, the movies in the oh, I already said music, the movies that she enjoys. And then Aaron. Aaron started coming um, probably like a month ago. Um, and he was very transparent with us. He really does not like doing new things, but he went all in completely, at least outwardly, unafraid. Um, and he's, he's taken on all of us and all of the crazy stuff that we do on a Sunday night. So I recognize I may seem a little confusing, but we're going to cycle back to our first Timothy verses, but I promise it will all make sense. So I dusted off my old religious studies um, material from college, and I remembered some important things about the book of First Timothy. It's written by Paul, right? And it's written to Timothy. Um, Timothy at the time is a young pastor who's teaching in Ephesus, at the church in Ephesus. And we first see Timothy and Paul together in Acts, where Paul asks him to travel with him to various cities to spread the gospel. 1 Timothy is also said to be one of the books that gives the most explicit instructions for church leadership and organization in all of the New Testament. There you go. Um, we find sections on appropriate conduct during worship gatherings, qualifications of elders and deacons, and the proper order of church discipline. These things are really important to a young pastor like Timothy, who also feels very much out of his league. Paul is giving him direction, and Paul is giving him guidance. 
So clearly the instructions Paul is giving him are really, really important and really something worth listening to. New slide. There you go. So this whole don't let anyone look down on you because you were a young thing. I've heard this Bible verse a whole lot of times. I feel like it's used in graduations. It's used in any time when we're talking about kids doing something really awesome. Um, but when we stop and we really look at the context behind the verse, it gives it some serious weight. Paul actually says at the beginning of 1 Timothy, verse, chapter 1, verse 18, fight the battle well, Timothy. You go and you fight this battle well. Don't let, don't let anyone look down on you because you were young, Timothy. You can do it. You can grow Jesus' church. You can further his ministry. You can create believers. You can do that even though you were young. You've been given the tools. This is a huge job, Timothy, but you can do it. Paul believes Timothy can do it. And Paul, he's the man in like all of the New Testament. And you know what? Our special youth are in Kanto with all of their unique gifts. They're doing it too. Since October, three, we have three consistent youth, and Aaron has made the fourth over the last month. They've invited six friends who have come and participated in at least one of our youth activities. And if school's anything like it used to be when I was a kid, inviting people to church is super, super difficult. And I had, like, normal friends. <laughs> Sorry, I know we're not supposed to use that word. But, <laughs> but when I was in high school 11 years ago, Social media is not where it was today. The hardness of people's hearts is not where it is today. And our world has just become incredibly chaotic. But our youth, they are doing it. Here's the thing, church. If we're going to expect them to keep doing it, if we're going to expect them to keep inviting, to keep fighting that good fight, then they need help and they need our help. Our secular world, it sucks, to be very frank with you. There's hurt, there's pain, there's bullying, there's confusion, there's lots of anger. And I fervently believe that it's only with the love and the support and the relationship making of others that our youth will continue to flourish. Rachel did a beautiful job last week talking about the importance of aiding their children in their walks with Christ. Our youth need that too. Coming and hanging out with us on a Sunday. No strings attached. I'm not looking for money. I'm not even looking for you to cook a meal. I'm just asking you for to tell them hi. Taking them to lunch on a Sunday after church. Getting to know them, who they are, and the beautiful gifts that God has given them. That's what they need. They need to feel the support. They need to feel the love and, the relation, and, the, and make relationships with them to go out and keep going in our difficult world. Our little youth, our little Encanto, it's amazing. And we would love for you to have the opportunity to see that for yourself. Please come. Please get to know them. Please see them for who God made them to be. And please help them keep fighting the good fight, just like Timothy did. I promise you, your lives will be better for it, because mine definitely is. Thank you. Oh, I'm supposed to pray. Yep. Okay. Um, join me in prayer, please. God, thank you for our youth. Um, thank you for all the ways that they have blessed me and all the ways that they've blessed Michael. Thank you for using us to teach them, using us to help them. Um, God, just continue to, to be with them as, as they get a break this summer um, and help them to come back next year fighting hard, um, ready to keep going. We love you very much, and it's your son's name we pray. Amen.
Hey, I just wanted to say one more thing. I know Rachel's giving me the eye. What are you doing? Uh, somebody that I did not point out when I was talking was uh, Rachel's husband, Matt. I just wanted to let you know, he does a lot of the behind the scenes. Like today, he's currently doing our video. So if you're watching home from live, Matt's got those camera angles going on right now, working the sound. And so I just wanted to let you guys know, even with just one volunteer helping Catherine and myself, it can make a huge difference, not just our life, but his as well. And when you get a chance, if you can, you want to ask him about it, please do. But I just wanted to say that he is one of the staples behind why we are able to be successful. And so I wanted to let you know, we do also have other people who have helped behind the scenes as well for meals and we greatly very very greatly much appreciate that so if you guys have questions or have any other um, thoughts about that you can feel free to uh, come to me my excuse me me myself that's great Catherine myself or Matt after the service guys thank you so much it's been a pleasure Thank you so much, Catherine and Michael, for, uh, and to our youth uh, for sharing testimony and witness to God be the glory. The last thing as our BTR, uh, I want to present to you our graduating class of 2022. Um, some of them are here. You can stand where you are, graduates, or if you'd like to come join me down front, would love that too. We're going to pray a blessing over you. So as you hear, there you go. Y'all just come on, line on up, if you feel comfortable. All right, so I'm going to have Doug just move through them. We have Jack Garner. Uh, that's Jason and Karen Garner's youngest son, graduating from Louisville Male High School. Woo, all right. We have Aaron Hood, graduating from the Phoenix School of Discovery. We also have Adam Hood, graduating from the Phoenix School of Discovery. Liam Murphy, son of Rebecca Murphy. We have Ariane Smith, who's here. She's been loving and caring for our little peeps for how many years? Since she was 14. All right, for like four years. All right, Ariane. And we also have Kaya. Kaya daughter of Ashley Carden. She's uh, also been caring for our little peeps for many years. They're both graduating from Louisville Male. And then a special uh, presentation, Isaiah Frederick. He is not graduating from high school just yet. He's attending Shelby County High School, but he has been admitted into the Craft Academy at Moorhead, um, which is a really cool honor, and he's going to finish up his last two years of high school there on Moorhead's campus. Uh, and so we are very proud of you, Isaiah. And so he's there in the back. While we are not sending him forth as a graduate, we recognize that he won't be as big of a part of our youth group as he has been, and yet he's still a part of us, and we're going to love and pray for him um, and just celebrate your accomplishments today, Isaiah. Uh, and then finally, one college grad I heard from, I think you guys might recognize him, Dylan Pittman. Dylan graduated from UK this May and already had... Oh, it's got his mama's looks. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> Already has a big boy job in Lexington, man. We're super proud of him. Off the payroll, Daryl says. That's right. That's right. So, church, I present these names to you and ask you just be praying for them. This is a new stage in their journey, whether leaving high school, going to work, going to college, leaving home, starting new jobs. Pray for them. They are still a part of our church and graduates and craft Academy scholars know that this is always home. Revolution is always home. You are welcome back here. We love you. We are for you. 
We are always going to be praying for you. And so, church, I charge you to do that now. Uh, and would you just extend your right hand a blessing again over these beautiful ones that are here? We've got three in the back as well. God, we thank you so much for the lives of these graduates and our youth and our college gra grad. We thank you for how you've been at work in their life. And we just ask you to continue to pour your love out on them, lead them, and guide them. Would you make straight their path? And would they always know that they always have a place here, a faith community, a faith home, where they can come and always learn how to be the revolution. We love you, Lord, and ask this special blessing upon each of them. Amen. Amen. All right, church, let's go. Let's be the revolution. Amen.